Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 79 of the First Alert Weather Podcast. We're recording this on a drippy, cold Thursday morning. It is, uh, it's the 30th of November. I want to welcome Camilla Ortiz. Hello. And Katie Zuniga. Good morning. How are you two doing? Doing well. I was a little Good. tired this morning. The gray made me want to stay in bed a little longer. Yeah. <laughs> Chilly. Chilly and damp. Yeah. And damp, just cold. I've got about 32 degrees, 33 degrees in light drizzle here. So uh, not Urgh. cold enough for freezing rain, but close at the west end of the gorge. We've got some snow coming up in the eastern gorge <laughs> uh, today. Maybe by the end of our podcast, we'll see it on a weather cam, maybe if we get lucky. Uh, but we're not going to go on for three hours waiting for the snow to appear. <laughs> On the weather yeah. cams, all right? Please. And, and we got to point out, Katie, where were you? Where, where did you just come back from? Oh, I got my hair cut and colored. Ooh. <laughs> Dang, it looks good. Fly. <laughs> all fresh in color, no grays. You'll see no oh, grays. Right you there. don't have any grays. You guys look Yeah. Dumb. I've got my a few grays. My first one came when I was pregnant with my first kid, so what does that tell you? Oh. <laughs> well, that happens. Stressful events. Hey, and so Jeff is not here with us today. I think he's kind of busy right now. We're going to get to that in a minute, but um, let's go over what we're planning to cover. Mark, I think we week. have some breaking news, though. Do we? Is it? I is think it we happening? do have some breaking news. Oh, Holy cow! <laughs> there it is. Oh, she is a big, beautiful bow on her head. Jeffy's Jeff a dad. Yeah, he's a dad. He's got a little baby. It's Eloise Forgeron. There's a middle name in there, I think, right? Rose. Rose is the middle name. Eloise oh. Rose, and I think Ellie he, Rose. one of his posts he said, uh, I think he's called her Ellie. So maybe you know Ellie yeah. Eloise. Mm -hmm. He Look looks that little... so happy. Look at that smile on his face. I um, know. How sweet is that picture? It was it. so funny because Jeff texted me. I sent him an email like two nights ago, you know, just as I was leaving at 1130. And I figure he'll read it at 3 a.m. right when he gets in because he works the morning shift and I wake up at nine, I look at my phone and he responds at one fifteen, And I thought, that's weird. I guess he really wanted to get a jump on the forecast. Right. <laughs> but no, no, no. He said, we've been in the hospital and we think it's going to happen. And then at 9am it's like, it's happening. She's going into mm -hmm. labor. Um, yeah. And then nothing. I mean, we're talking atmospheric rivers and big snow in the mountains and nothing from Jeff for about <laughs> 20 hours. And I'm like, okay, Yay. something serious is going on. Right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there you go, breaking news. So Jeff is going to—he'll be on extended family leave. So, um, mm -hmm. so that's great, and he'll be gone for for at least a couple months. Well, I make that yeah. sound kind of ominous. He'll be gone for probably a, a, a period of time. So he'll, he'll yeah. disappear off the air. It remains to be seen if he'll be joining us on the podcast. You know, we got to get the lawyers involved and all that. So we'll see. <laughs> I just gotta hope that she would make an appearance on one of the podcasts. Oh, that would that be, would be that would be great. A yes. little baby, yeah, yeah, that'd be really cute. Oh yeah, my gosh. Pretty exciting it. news. We're really excited for Jeff. Congratulations, mm -hmm. Jeff yeah. and Katie. And that's going to be wonderful. Uh, my kids just turned 23 and 22. I, I'm supposed to say it seems like yesterday, but no, it seems like a long time ago. So <laughs> been a while. Great journey. Point. Yeah, it's a great journey. Okay, so back to weather. Um, yeah, we're going to recap the beautiful weather we just had. What an amazing Thanksgiving weekend. Mm -hmm. We're going to cover what's what we typically see in December. Um, mm -hmm. And I think we all know, looking out the window, we're back to rain. Big question yep. now, how much? Because this looks like a very wet pattern as we're heading into this first week of December. And we've got big cascade snowfall. <laughs> and our weather term of the week, it's going to relate to the rain and all the rain mm -hmm. we're going to get. So so let's just jump right into it. Breaking news once again. There we go. Um, <laughs> okay, who wants to do this? November rain. It was interesting. Seems like most of it mm -hmm. fell at night. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was kind of, I think, last time we talked, that was Camilla's observation is that even though we'd had five inches, you know, pretty early on in the month, it didn't seem like it because most of it fell while we right. slept. 
which also happened on that Thursday or that Wednesday rain too. That was while we slept, came in yep. late Tuesday and was done by the time we got up Wednesday morning. So even that rain last week, didn't even see it really fall. At least I didn't. We should point out for people that are listening to the audio version like I do on the way to or from work, uh, we're looking at just uh, the whole month of November each day has the rainfall uh, each day. And the brighter green means heavier rain. And yeah, that first week was a soaker. Yeah. Yeah. Also, wait, pause. Mark, is your video out because you're sharing the graphics? Do you see yourself on video right now? Um, I see myself. So as long as you you can hear me, we're going to assume that it'll fix itself when we're done. Okay, perfect. You're back now. (laughs) It could be. So, you know, I have may- uh, maybe too much rain and, and the uh, Starlink up on the roof isn't working. We're going to get fast fiber internet coming up. So if I disappear, just Good. keep going, okay? Because okay. the way this works, we get it uploads later. So you two continue without me if I disappear, okay? Perfect. <laughs> I just wanted to address that just in case that, you know, ended up yes. that way. But um, yeah, and no, most it was important. I was going to say, most important, do our mouths match what we're saying? Mine does. I think so. Well, we've had that <laughs> we where it's matched while we recorded, but then once we went to put oh, it up, it yeah, was that's not. That's true. It was like, and then we went to here. There <laughs> uh, we go. Okay, yeah, what were you going to say, Camilla, about the rain? No, I was just going to, yeah, it, it, you know, it started, November started very, very wet, and we were like, oh boy, here it is, you know, it's here, and then things really tapered off, and you can see yeah. we finished with that beautiful seven-day dry streak where we saw tons oh. of sunshine. Glorious. I've, I don't think yeah. I've ever seen a totally sunny Thanksgiving Day weekend. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. We were joking nice. on air that people visiting from out of town must have been like, wait a minute, what's going on? Is yeah. this normal? You know? My husband don't you says worry. It's just it an indication. Back. He says it's an indication that uh, Oregon is becoming the new California. <laughs> oh. Well, could be a little bit. Yeah. Um, so in the end, November is going to end up close to normal. We'll have a little bit of rain today. Today's the 30th when we're recording this. Maybe you're listening on the 1st or the 2nd. Mm-hmm. But um, we're going to get, we assume, a quarter inch today. By, by midnight, there'll be a second system coming through by midnight, I think. So that plus, I don't even have the, the, the chart for temps here because temperatures will end up about average. It was warm to start, warmer than normal to start, then cooler to finish. And so when we look back, it'll be like, meh. Nothing yeah. that interesting well, happened. And I think I noticed November. it was more the overnight temperatures. That's what brought us back to more normal. Because right. if you look at that daytime temperature, there's only a couple of blue, the colder ones. But when you look at almost every daytime temperature was at or above average, it was what we're looking at here, those lows that were in the 20s so many nights. That's what brought us back to reality. I think mm-hmm. we had six nights that were at or below freezing right around there, five or six nights. And the, I saw some low 20s several times at Hillsborough and Vancouver mm-hmm. yep. Battleground. This is uh, Wednesday the 29th, and this was the coldest day in Portland, 27 degrees. You know, it's interesting. In some El Nino years, I'm not saying this is the case this year, but in some El Nino years, our coldest winter temp is only like 25, 27 degrees. That does happen. So mm-hmm. that would be kind of funny if that was our coldest temp of the winter. Seems unlikely, but you never know. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it but, was yeah. right when, imagine that, right when we cleared up and turned sunny, that's when all of the, the whole last week that we had through Thanksgiving's when all of those at or below freezing temperatures overnight right. came to us. Yeah. yeah. So, clear skies, cool temperatures. November, unremarkable, forgettable, yeah. as we say. When I Definitely. do my winter summary of, of you know, the, this past winter at one of our AMS, local AMS meetings, I'll be like, eh, nothing interesting really happened in November. Mm-hmm. What about December? Oh boy, the cold, wet, dark is here, (laughs) folks. It is. Dun, dun, dun. Right now. Yeah, so it is our 
coldest month, right? Coldest month and wettest month in Portland, correct? Right, on uh, average, yes. I think we bottom out if you just take days at a time, you know, like a week at a time. It's that week after Christmas. Yeah, that makes coldest. sense. Yeah. So here, if you are listening and not watching, we've just got a little graphic up with some December stats. So shows you average high and low. Our average high for the month is 47 degrees, 36 degrees for our low. On average, we get about 19 rainy days. And like we mentioned, Ooh. wettest month. You but, know, you know, it, again, a Nino year. So we'll have to see what happens. It might be just kind of mild and, and drippy, maybe not super wet. We'll see. We'll see. Do you know off the top of your head what, because mm -hmm. we don't have it here, what, you know, in, in November, it's 5.45. Do you know what it is on average amount of rainfall for December? I'm sure Camilla does. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Love I that. I just looked at the chart. What was November? 5.3? 5.45. Yeah. I think no, I think December is 5.7. It was within oh, three-tenths so of an inch. Very close. Okay. Yeah, I remember you said that yeah. yesterday, Mark. Yeah, that it was it was pretty close. Yeah. And in fact, every 10 years, those those 30-year averages are recalculated. And over my career, so, you know, as we've covered, I'm getting old. So I think it's changed three times in my career. And they've, they've swapped places November and December twice. Oh. Once or twice. So yeah. it's, it's always November, December. Um, it is interesting. Our average, our average temperature is coldest um, at the end of December. So, so really our, our winter here, the coldest temps are really weighted towards the beginning of, of, of meteorological winter. Um, really it's December and January because those average highs are up around 50 and beyond once you get to February. So, it's, you know, in other climates like back East, Mm -hmm. I mean, like anywhere east of the Rockies, it tends to be a little later. Like the coldest time of winter is January or even early February sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So snow. We're talking oh, about snow, snow in Portland here. And I assume also more specifically at the airport, right? For these stats. Right. These are airport stats. I should point out in 1990, it was airport till 1996. And then weather service moved their office out to the Park Rose area, run 22nd mm -hmm. and uh, Sandy about there. And at that point, the weather records went. I'm sorry, at that point, the snow records, there was no human being to measure the snow at the airport at that point. So then they moved the snow records out east. Yeah. Yeah. So you look at this, it's showing you uh, average snowfall for Portland in a typical December. We do get measurable snow in Portland. Uh, some people, you know, might be surprised to hear that if they're not from the area, but 1.5 <laughs> inches is average a whopping 1.5 inches inches. And we have gotten measurable snow six of the last 10 Decembers. So and 1.5 inches. That's just yeah. a stunningly huge total in an average December, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Uh, it's enough. It's enough to cause chaos, isn't it? It is. When it that, happens. Uh, was it December 2017? I think it was where we had a little bit of snow right at uh, Christmas Eve, which was great. Mm -hmm. I think that one we figured, was that the one where we thought it might be freezing rain, brief freezing rain? And it was snow instead. The column was cold enough. And everybody had a two inch Christmas Eve snow snow event. Oh. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I think I worked. Yeah. Probably. Um, did you cover that one? I, I was looking over at my phone. Sorry, Camilla. I wasn't paying attention because no. I thought something big was happening, but no, nothing is happening. But um, three <laughs> inches, just three times. What, yeah. what does it, wait, what does that say? I made this graphic. Oh, only and three times in 50 years have we had more than three inches in the month of December. That's it. So that's pretty, that's pretty long yeah. period of time to. Yeah. In 2008, yeah. in 2008, I think we had. 18 inches. Is that right? Yeah. We had a lot of snow in 2008. So that brings that total Whoa. way up. I mean, that shows you how many Decembers we don't get snow. So right. we will see. I mean, I got to tell you, looking at the map, actually, let's just jump to oh, the 500 millibar maps are calling, aren't they? Ooh, they oh, are. Yeah. Here they are. 
Here they are. So let's, we don't see any sort of cold and snowy pattern, folks. Um, somebody actually, was it in the bathroom or was it in the kitchen at work yesterday? I was, I wouldn't say I was confronted by a coworker. Okay. It was the kitchen. So we're okay. Hopefully it was the kitchen. It was the kitchen. It was that, that fancy kitchen we have. And um, somebody said, Hey, do you think um, I, should I have my snow tires on now? And I'm like, eh, forget it. Cause I live up here at the West end of the gorge where we don't get snow like Hood River does. And um, I, I, we don't have any of our studded tires on yet. Cause I oh, don't see yeah. anything. I figured, okay, I'll probably wait till mid December till something even looks close. I mean, there's nothing that looks even close to snow in the lowlands over the next 10 days, at least. All right. So here's the 500 millibar map. Uh, if you're watching or if you're just listening and not watching, it just uh, shows the flow in the atmosphere up around 18,000 feet. This is for tomorrow morning. See those beautiful, beautiful arrows I've drawn on there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> TV quality for sure. And you see this west-northwest flow. So when, when the air is coming in like that, that's kind of average temps or maybe maybe a notch or two cooler than average. So yeah. Um, so basically the jet stream is getting organized. Yes, I know the jet stream is actually up around 200 or 300 millibars, but we, this looks a little cleaner. So we often show this. But you can see we're, we see this jet stream moving towards us. It's been either split or pushed north by a ridge of high pressure the last week, and that's why it's been so dry. So that's Friday. So, okay, so the fire hose turns on. It starts turning wet. We've got uh, multiple systems coming through here as we head into the weekend. This is Monday, oh. so what's different? Oh, Katie, what's different? Oh. You got excited when you saw those arrows. Uh-oh, what's uh -oh. different? <laughs> that trough's dropping down out of the Gulf of Alaska, changing our flow to more of a southwest. Yes, <laughs> southwesterly flow. Not the weatherman's woe, because that rhymes. That's the no. upper level low. But um, I wanted to say that. But... Um, <laughs> That's just a warmer pattern. We, I mean, mm -hmm. you can see hints of ridging going on there along the West Coast. That's Monday. Mm -hmm. So we're going we're going to stay wet, but we're going from cool and wet to warm and wet. Big picture, folks, is we're going from the, the cool and dry pattern we've had for a week to warmer and wetter than normal. And in between, yeah. we briefly have cool and wet westerly flow today, tomorrow, and Saturday, first part of yeah. Saturday. So that right, warmer, so, that warmer yeah. air, just pointing out, because I figure people would want to know, uh, means mm -hmm. high temperatures close to 60 degrees for early yeah. middle part of next week. So I think so. Mm -hmm. um, so this warm. is just total rainfall from one model. This is from the GFS. This is oh th from this morning's GFS. Fresh information, folks. Wow. Oh. And this is through next Wednesday. So that would be, what is today? Is it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So six days. You got six inches look of rain there the in the valleys. Valley. Yeah, I was just going to say, look at those valley numbers. One of them, um, almost seven, six and a half, five and a half. Right. Yeah. And That's so nice. then you see 14, 15 inches of rain in the mountains. That's the GFS. Are the other models different? Oh. No. Here's the mm -hmm. Euro through Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. You see, what, about six inches also in the valleys? Six, yeah. six and a quarter. That's, yeah. yeah. So that's very similar. Okay. So that's six inches. So um, if we were to get six inches in the next six days, you would think, what about flooding? So that's the big thing we're looking. One of the big things we're looking for this time of the year, folks, is could we have enough rain in a short enough period to give us flooding? Uh, the totals there um, say, hey, that could happen. But I'm not seeing mm. what we call an atmospheric river or pineapple express. I'm not seeing basically this fire hose and moisture that's going to be over us from time to time Friday through the middle of next week. I'm not seeing on the models of it staying in any one spot long enough. Here's a good example. Let's go to this. This is just um, three hour, three hourly rainfall totals for the five days, four days from it starts. I know it's just flipping around, but you just need to look at the big picture here. Don't try to look at the numbers um, or else it'll drive you nuts. But if you mm -hmm. look at this is Saturday evening through next Wednesday, and just look at the movement north and south mm -hmm. of the rainfall 
Um, and you see it up and down. And, and what you're really looking for is anything in the blue or the yellow in three hours, it's a half inch or more in three hours. You don't really see it over the valley. Mm-mm. Yeah. Just watch it go well, by. Well, that's what we were talking about when we, when we <laughs> first saw this starting to show up on the models. It was, sure, it was six to, you know, five to six inches, but it was spread out over many days. It wasn't yeah. like it just came in and just dumps on us, you know, in one day. That's not five inches right. in one day. It was exactly. spread out from yeah. Thursday, and I Friday, think- Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I think Mark, you mentioned maybe the other day that typically we're looking for what two inches in a day to be really concerned about flooding. I mm-hmm. think so, or more than let's say if we have multiple hours of point two inches or more, or mm-hmm. one hour of. Uh, here's the one that I really remember. A lot of you will remember in 2015. I think it was 2015 in October, early November. We had kind of a, a stationary front sat over us. A pine, uh, um, I guess it would have been a Pineapple Express or Atmospheric River, but. Um, I remember I looked at the OBS because I'm like, okay, I got to remember how this happened. A max flooded downtown. A max drove through like a foot of water and people had their feet up. Okay. Oh, wow. And everybody who was here at the time will remember the sloshing of the water inside Max and everybody's laughing. Ah. And uh, <laughs> meanwhile, there's this brown water moving through Max. And I remember oh, that was ew. several hours. Like it was like 0. 0.2, 0. 0.2, 0.2. And then the final hour was 0. 0.5 as the front went through. So we probably mm-hmm. had an inch and a half in like four hours. That's when we yeah. start. That's when we see a lot of localized urban flooding, you know, into into basements and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and this right now, now things can change, right? Because because models are, it's a very narrow area of of heavy rain that kind of flips up and down through the region. But as of right now, I don't see that happening over us. Boy, you can sure see how the mountains capture the the heaviest of the rain. The blues hanging right around the coast range and the Cascades. Yeah. I could just look at that all day long. <laughs> oh my goodness! Get um, a hobby. Just, uh... So, <laughs> this so, is my hobby. hobby. I got paid for it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, another hobby. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I, oh, no, no, I no. have an extra crochet hook right here. If you need <laughs> nice. I think I'll stick to that. Now, this <laughs> is interesting. This is the Euro. Now, this is from last night's Euro. I don't have the fresh one yet. Um, okay. Now, this is hardcore. So, this is something else I've been watching. This is 24-hour rainfall, or QP, it's QPF means quantitative precipitation forecast, but 24-hour precipitation. All we care about is rain here in the valleys. This is for PDX. Top line is the Euro run from way back on the, the 25th. I don't know what day that was. A few That would be about four days. I think we have four or five days of Euro runs here. Top is the oldest run. Bottom is the run from last night. So what you want to do, you can see my cursor up and down here, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What you want to do, you look basically with a quick glance, great way to assimilate a whole bunch of information quickly. You can go, okay, so for the 24-hour period ending Sunday afternoon right here is this line. Uh, they've had uh, in the blue, which is a half inch to one inch in 24 hours. But the last few three runs here have been wetter in 24. So mm-hmm. they, they've amped up Sunday's precip a little more, 1.4 mm-hmm. inches, 1.3. So... I'm watching Sunday pretty closely. We're not calling Sunday a first alert weather day uh, just because we don't see enough rain, but uh, that may change. We'll see. So that, that's one great tool we use. And then notice there's kind of a secondary maximum maybe around Tuesday as the final, well, we, what we think is probably the final front comes through. Yeah. Here's, mm-hmm. here's next Thursday, the upper level pattern. What you're seeing here, folks, is there's kind of a dip. There's a trough. So we do think that's the end of the warm stuff, at least for this round. So by next Thursday, then we're in some sort of troughing, cool and showery and, you know, things are back to normal. It's back to snow in the mountains, which we haven't mentioned snow in the mountains yet, have we? Oh, wait, Mm -hmm. before we get to that, this is just one run of the GFS from last night. And this is a week, a week from Sunday. And Mm -hmm. it seems to want to bring raging back over us again, maybe. Mm -hmm. So 
we'll see. If this was an El, uh, in an El Nino winter, this would not be unusual if we keep seeing mild ridging and warm storms coming through. Remember back in October, we talked about El Nino and in the mountains, they tend to get many years. They still get plenty of snow up high because there's still plenty mm -hmm. of systems coming through, but they tend to be warmer systems. Remember that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I talked mm -hmm. about yesterday. Yep. Ooh, All right. So let's talk about the That's gorge hardcore. briefly. Hardcore. What we're looking at here, folks, That's this hard. is a sounding. All right. It's actually not that complicated. You just need to ignore, ignore lots of the lines, folks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All, which you're like, which lines do I ignore? What is this for? What is this? What kind of witchcraft is this? No, uh, this is the date is this is for 1 a.m. tonight. Uh, 1 a.m., you know, late tonight, mm -hmm. Friday morning. This is for Hood River, a sounding from the Wharf GFS, a real high quality model from the UW. And this shows temperature um, and the temperature. This is in Celsius. So, um, uh, you guys didn't see me, but I was grabbing my pen and pointing at my screen, but that doesn't help you at all, does it? No, that it sure doesn't anybody. Okay. So that's what we have a cursor for. So this is the 32 degree line, zero degrees Celsius. Anything to the right of the zero is above freezing. Anything to the left is below freezing mm -hmm. as we go up through the atmosphere. This is about 5,000 feet here, and here's the surface down here. So red line is temperature, blue line is dew point. So 1 a.m., um, that's a snow sounding in the central and eastern gorge. You've got below freezing mm -hmm. temps all the way down. And Completely saturated. I don't think it'll be that cold at the surface. I don't think it'll be 28 degrees down at, at river level, but it'll be down around freezing. Notice the wind. Light easterlies continue. Just... We don't have a west wind to warm up the gorge yet. You always need a west wind in winter. And this cool air has settled in over the past week. So it's cold. I mean, let me, I'm going to, oh no, I better not check something else. I'll, I'll screw it up. Let's see. Um, looks like it might be just starting to flurry in the gorge right now out there in Cascade Locks. But um, that's a sounding now. That's 1 a.m. Then, oh, what's different there? What do oh, you see freezing. there? Above freezing, yeah. This is that. You don't have it completely. 10 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, and the winds, the westerlies have picked up overhead. Now, it may still be at the very surface, might still be near freezing. It probably will be. See that? But mm -hmm. warm air is pushed in anywhere above the surface. So the chance for snow ends, even if it were, if it were freezing. I mean, if this continued and it was much of a colder atmosphere to start with, this would be then freezing rain because it'd be below freezing at the surface. So the point is we've got a period of snow coming up in the gorge. Today, there's one band moving through. We're going um, just a trace to one inch. Probably clear roads. It's above freezing. Then tonight, uh, this is for this graphic I made last night. So this is talking about Thursday night into Friday morning. I think one to five inches of snow. We got that second band coming through. So uh, maybe one inch at river level and then five inches up in the Hood River Valley and the White Salmon and the Wind River Valley. So this will be the first time we get snow for you folks in the gorge. And I still think it'll be pretty slushy, but I think there'll be some snow on I-84 tonight. So first time this Ooh. season, it's exciting, right? Yeah. First snow. It's It'll be December. You'll wake up in Hood River and Carson and Stevenson and Cascade Locks. There'll be snow on the ground. The Christmas lights will be out. All uh, pretty. And this is not unusual. Yeah. Hood River averages 30 inches of snow a winter. We average about four. So it's a snowy climate <laughs> out there for this reason. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Anybody have any great commentary on that? <laughs> I don't. I'm just glad that I live in a place now where snow is more rare than common. Yeah, you lived That's with it in Nebraska. That's all I've got to say. I've had my fill in the Midwest. And Katie, you uh, too, and Ben. I, yeah. I'm the other way around. I'm, I'm a bring it kind of girl. I lived on Donner Summit for a stent and <gasps> oh. that is a lot of snow <laughs> yeah i don't remember you talking crazy. about that was that on a commune or was that like what kind of uh, or do you just let me like you were on the summit what do you mean we lived literally on donner summit so you know the donner party yeah you know the story of the donner party oh, yeah 
I went sledding. I went sledding down the hill every winter that they walked down. Like that's where I lived. Yes. Is this the part in the podcast where Katie talks about some strange eating habits that she and her? No, I'm just kidding. That's horrible. Yes. No, that was only when somebody died of natural causes. Just so you know. Dark dark podcast here. I know. But anyway, I love this show. I say bring it. That's that's my thing. It's my favorite. And I I don't like it. I'll make sure I say this. I don't like it when it puts people in danger, driving conditions, that kind of stuff. But to sit inside and watch it snow and have my latte and Christmas lights, like to Mm -hmm. me that is heaven on earth. It is. It is pretty. I like playing in it, but Uh all the problems it causes on the roads pass. That's how you get it. Yeah, especially yeah. I remember. You remember it was my second week here when we had that snowstorm in February, and I went out with Photog that night, and I was seeing all the people slid off the roads and people yeah. walking and those kind of things, and it was like, okay, that's not the good part. I that don't wasn't like fun. That part. Yeah, no. but so, we have rough. snow coming to the right place, which is yeah. Mount Hood. Finally, you know, well, um, I'll, I'll just set yeah. this up. We, we, I mentioned we have the cool westerly flow, and so mm-hmm. we're finally going to get a big snowstorm. We've got a first alert weather day for the Cascades for tomorrow. It actually snowed lightly up there today and a little bit mm-hmm. a little bit early this evening. Then during the night, it really picks up. So we're going to call tomorrow, Friday, mm-hmm. first alert weather day if you're traveling through the Cascades. And also the first part of Saturday while it's still cold enough for it to snow. Um, mm-hmm. And the Weather Service now has a winter storm warning for the Cascades tomorrow and also into Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And so this is what I talked about last night Mm -hmm. when we did our team coverage of the storm coming. So what the graphic we're looking at right now is the snow depth in inches at about 5,400 feet. And so when I checked it yesterday, which you'd expect it wouldn't have changed, it was at 10 inches at that level. And I, because I didn't look at the forecast this morning, are we still thinking up to five inches tonight, Mark? Is it still looking like that? Did you check it this morning? Sure. Yeah, you didn't check it. <laughs> so confident there. No, I didn't. I didn't check it. I just thought okay, it started so, snowing. Yeah. Yeah. It was. We were. What we were looking at is these numbers that we're looking at here are on by November thirtieth, and so we have tonight to add to that ten inches, and we're thinking by midnight. You know, it was two to five is what we were kind of or three to five right. is what we were roughly guessing. So Seems if fair. we got to that, let's just go ahead and say fifteen. That only puts three years back all the way to twenty twelve at or below that amount 2021 being the right. smallest at only two inches and then 2015 11 and 2019 12 2014 14 so that's one two three four below it so out of the last decade you know only a few have had this much going into the month of december that low of a number yeah yeah and we expect oh wait do i have the graphic here oh there we go this is from last night's run oh there we go katie i guess i could have just yeah, this is there you from, go. So through midnight. I just made this graphic yesterday. There's you two... like it? You, you've never yeah. seen this one before. Well, yeah, about three I, inches. I saw something similar to that when I was looking for graphics for my story yesterday. So what is that? That's almost this one's three. Better. <laughs> that's 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 about four inches by midnight. I need accolades for this graphic. I think. Yeah, Mark was that's really proud of this. Seem to be needy for this one. We put this together. <laughs> It's good thought, though. It show it basically okay. showing three hour uh, snow totals at government camp, uh, so you can see when the heaviest snowfall is is coming. I thought Katie yeah. was going to say I saw this on another station, but no. Yes. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> they can't. No. They can't do stuff like this. Ouch. Yeah. No, I was. Yeah, I was because I was looking for stuff to support. You know, what my part of the team coverage yesterday, and I was right. looking at you know for specifically, we have ten inches and in how much we get tonight. And that's just almost four inches, is what this model 
run test, but that's at 4,000 feet. The other one was 15 or 54. So it's a little higher. It's hard to, it's it's always hard to forecast exactly with the elevation, but I think it's fair to say somewhere we're going to call, what do we have the next graphic? Yeah. Oh, well, there we go. Um, Mm -hmm. We're going to call it um, 15 to 30 inches. I think we put that number two nights ago and this still seems reasonable somewhere in there. Um, so if it's only 15 inches, that'll be lighter. Definitely. If we don't get 15 inches at Timberline or Meadows or the top of ski ball, that would really shock me. I think we're going to get a good two foot snowfall out of this. And maybe, maybe the top of those ski areas gets three feet, but of course, what's my next graphic? Oh, but of course, um, the problem is what happens Saturday afternoon and Sunday. Oh. <laughs> rain, rain, <sighs> rain. Wah, wah, wah. You know, we, we talked to some of the ski area folks or our, our one of our uh, reporters. Um, was it Carly? Yeah. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yesterday. She talked to, I think, somebody at Meadows and also at Timberline, and they they were actually a little more pessimistic than I expected. I thought they'd say, oh, man, this is going to get things going, and, and it's going to be great. And they were they were pretty honest. I th- they see the same information we see. Nowadays, almost anybody can look at weather models, and, and when they all agree on this, that basically there's a big punch of subtropical air coming in Saturday evening into Sunday. There's going to be a lot of rain. And, and, you know, if we already had 35, 40 inches, you know, packed on the ground and settled and groomed it can handle a few inches of rain no problem Mm -hmm. but when it's fresh snow that just fell oh man that 30 35 30 inches is going to compress immediately to like 15 inches or less and then Mm -hmm. you know then you don't have enough so i think they're they're being realistic i think timberline said no matter what if they get this snow they're opening sunday but we will see if it's rainy and gusting to 50 miles per hour and 40 degrees yeah it might not be great conditions yeah. yeah it could just be big talk so um but that's what they do you know they, they're excited everybody's excited to get out on the mountain and ski here so um yeah i, I just think it's unlikely it's going to happen this weekend um or into the middle part of next week that's a lot of rain you saw those six inches of rain i mean we're i think we were seeing let's back up here go, it was six in the through. valley it was more than that up at the yeah yeah Look at these two, yeah. Yeah, eight, eight um, to yeah. ten plus, yeah. Yeah, and maybe three of that is in the form of snow. That still gives you ugh, five or six inches of rain on top of that fresh snowpack. So, yeah. And so, is there even it, time to groom that to get it all nice and laid out? And actually, if they're not question. open Saturday morning, they could. Yeah, you know what? Actually, they. I'm sure they'll pack it down. And I know at Meadows they take out of the parking lot and dump it on the slopes, so mm. they will be able to pack a lot of this down. That's good. Or maybe they need 20, I don't know exactly how it works. Maybe they need 25 inches to even get a groomer on the slopes and not, you know, run over rocks. So I, I don't know how mm-hmm. that works, but um, yeah. Uh, Katie, did you use this graphic yesterday too? I did. I, don't remember. I did use that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are we looking at? So this is the total snowfall in El Nino winters between December and February at government camp. So our normal mm-hmm. is 132 inches and only four of the last 10 did we have near or above normal snowfall. And so what we have here is the, from, let's see, 2003, four to five, six to seven. Then we jumped to 2009 to 10, 14, 15, 15, 16. And then, so 15, 16 was the last time we had an El Nino winter and then 2018, 2019, we jump to another one. And it looks like 2018, 2019 takes the top spot at 153 inches, followed by 2015 yeah. and 20, 2006, around 125. And then all the rest are like 50, 80, 28. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and of course, this is December through February. And I purposely, when I made this graphic way back when, um, purposely, like for the, 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 the bulk of the ski season when most, you know, you could include March too, I suppose, but December through February when excitement is the highest. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, some years are great. You know, that last one, 2018, like you said, but boy, there were two really bad, you know, actually there were three, 
two really bad years. Everybody remembers 04 and 05. It mm-hmm. was just horrific. 50 mm-hmm. inches at government camp spread out through that time. Or 14, 15, that was an end. Was that it? Yeah, that was El Nino year, I think. 28 yeah, at least, inches. Yeah. yeah. So government camp should get at least half of that. At least half of that, <clears throat> excuse me, at government camp's elevation this weekend. So I guess it's a start, right? Yeah. So basically, talk? if we had to summarize this data, it's fair to say that looking at the last decade, on average, we'll see below normal snowfall during right. an El Nino winter. Most winters, yeah. But the, yeah. all hope is not lost. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, there have been years, I think it was 1819, where it started out, it started out rough and then all of a sudden Christmas break hit and the snow showed. I mean, to be honest, financially, skiers make a, a good chunk of their winter money just during that two-week Christmas break. Yeah. yeah. I've had somebody that. tell me that. Yeah, it's huge. Mm-hmm. I've had somebody tell me I think it was half of what they make. Wow. So it's a big deal. It's a big, big Okay, deal. so we've covered mountain snow. We've covered valley mm-hmm. rain. You know, we didn't talk about wind much. I am watching. I don't have it here, but I am watching Sunday morning. We don't see any deep areas of low pressure. You would think, you know, with this pattern, we could get deep areas of low pressure to our north or just to our west and get a strong south wind. And we will have strong south wind at times. But um, I did notice with the atmospheric river coming in on Sunday that the um, the, gra- the Euro is bringing us gusts over 40. So we'll see. If that's mm-hmm. the case, that's pretty significant. Yep. Tuesday, I saw Friday and Sunday were pretty right, and they still are. Like they still are. They still are. Just it's like a um, Monday. We'll wait till the the eighteen Z graph comes out. It'll show us through midday Monday, midday Sunday. So we'll see how that looks. But um, yeah, so expect some wind. That, that'll give us some outages. Actually, once we get to Sunday, there's a lot of rain. The ground's starting to get saturated. We get outages more easily. Power outages because of you know trees. They just fall over easier when it's really wet. Which brings us to our term of the day, folks. You ready? <laughs> oh boy. I bet you can't figure out which one today's is. <laughs> atmospheric <laughs> River. Bow, bow, oh, yeah. Yeah. And we know who loves the Atmospheric River the best in honor of his new little baby, Ellie. Mm-hmm. Jeff, this is for Jeffy. you. We're going to talk about Atmospheric Rivers, but without you. Yeah. You know you're watching. You know he's going to be watching because he'll be like, you know, doing the little baby thing and little, yeah. little bottle. And like, I wonder what those guys talked about in the podcast last week. <laughs> I would have so, had he probably going through his head saying, I would have said this, and why did they mention that? Have... Exactly. That's, that's what I was thinking, mixed, Katie. Mixed emotions, but we'll try to do him proud here. Mixed emotions. All right. So an atmospheric river, here's the official glossary of meteorology definition. It's a long, narrow, and transient, it moves around, corridor of strong horizontal water vapor transport. So this is water vapor moving through the atmosphere. Is typically associated with a low-level jet stream. That's a common misconception. Atmospheric rivers are, are, are relatively low in the atmosphere, like the lowest five, 8,000 feet. It's not way up at jet stream level, which is funny because I show you those graphics at 18,000 feet or higher, and I say, oh, there's an atmospheric river. It's not actually up at that elevation. Mm-hmm. Most important, it's this low-level jet stream ahead of a cold front of an extratropical cyclone. Oh, nice. Uh, the extra tropical no, it's okay. <laughs> extra tropical cyclone is just one of our low pressure centers with the with the associated cold and the warm front or the occluded front, basically mid mid latitude storms. The water vapor in atmospheric rivers is supplied by tropical and or extra tropical moisture sources. And of course, uh, these are these are pretty significant. These these produce a huge amount of rain across much of the um, northern hemisphere. It's basically transport of this uh, energy and moisture from the low latitudes. Up into the middle latitudes, we live at the middle latitudes, folks. Alaska would be like the high latitudes. Okay, so this is yeah. a oh yeah, this is integrated water vapor transport. This is for I just grabbed this off the UW model. This is uh, one a.m. on Tuesday morning, and look at that beautiful, beautiful atmospheric river. 
mm-hmm. just slamming, just slamming Damn. right into Vancouver Island and northern yeah. Washington. Yeah. yeah. Well, and okay, so here's something that mm-hmm. I think is important to mention um, when you're talking about the level that the atmospheric river is. So there have been times when I was in Bend and atmospheric river would come in and this side of the Cascades would just get pummeled and mm-hmm. we would see none of it. That shows you right. how it's not high enough to get over the Cascades. It would hit all the, the oh, west true. slopes and it would just stay over here. And everybody would be like, oh, atmospheric river's coming. And we would just see barely anything on the east slopes of the Cascades. So that right. maybe will help people understand how high up this is in the yep. atmosphere. It's low level. Yep. It would have to be really coming in kind of a south-southwest. That would help bend somewhat or east yeah, more. Yeah, have, have to seen come up it down. Make it over. Yeah, sometimes that has happened. I know we've had flooding east of the Cascades. It, it can, but, but it's, it's just, I would be watching it and I'd be like, oh, <laughs> no, mm. we didn't get any of that. <laughs> nope. So quick question too. Camilla, have you mm-hmm. done the water resources class yet? No, I think that's actually coming up next semester. Okay, so um, if you have Dr. Haney, which I hope you uh-huh. do because she's amazing, um, one way that she describes to understand how much water is in an atmospheric river is she says there is more water in an atmospheric river than at the mouth of the Mississippi River. Amazing. Yes. It's so crazy. that shows is how much is up there because we were talking about um, – uh, air water harvesting from the atmosphere. And so one of my questions was, well, you know, how is that going to impact us? And she was like, oh my gosh, let's suddenly tell you how much water is up there. So to give people an idea of how much our atmosphere holds, yeah. that's how much is up there. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because we looked up, didn't you look up that stat, Mark, last night? Something, yeah. it said something just about the Amazon river, Amazon, right? Amazon, Mississippi, yeah. it's just a huge yeah. amount of water, more than you would expect. They, Crazy. And technically, they're the largest rivers on earth, if you're talking about water vapor yep. transport mm-hmm. instead of the liquid water. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And she said that if you took all of the water vapor out of the atmosphere and put it on the earth, it would cover the entire surface of the earth with an inch of water. Like, that's how much water is, is that's held in our cool. atmosphere. That's pretty cool. That's a cool yeah. stuff. Huh. That's yeah. really neat. Yeah. So uh, let me answer one big question I get from people. Why do you know we, we hear about atmospheric rivers last year in California? We, they had something like 30 of them or there was a huge number. And I remember seeing comments like, why do you guys make up this new thing? We used to just call them pineapple expresses. Why, you know, conspiracy, not really too many conspiracy oriented <laughs> people, but, you know, there's always those people out there. But um, the deal is uh, the the term was only coined in the 1990s. It was just to give give a name to something, you know, more, you know, science advances, folks. And basically more was more was studied. We became more familiar with them. Um, and now there's an atmospheric river scale. You see it here from one to five. One is primarily beneficial. Two is mostly beneficial. Once you get to four, mostly hazardous and the five, the category five atmospheric rivers are a big deal. Um, and they're a big deal on the West Coast because this is interesting. If you're under an atmospheric river on a boat, 300 miles out in the ocean, it's just regular rain. But the problem is they run into our north-south mountain ranges, the coastal ranges from Canada all the way to um, Baja, California, and then the Cascade and Sierra ranges a little farther inland. They run into those two, and that's where things happen. You know, when we just looked at that precipitation for um, the precipitation forecast for the next six days, you see the totals are at least double up there on the mountains in, compared to down here. I've seen times with atmospheric rivers where we get like three or four times as much, usually the weaker ones, like we get a quarter inch of rain here, but there's an inch and a half up in the Cascades. So mm-hmm. it's all about them just hitting those mountains at, at you know, if, if it's perpendicular, that's the best, I mean, or worst. And that, that's what these things do, a lot of rain. And of course, it can, they can bring huge amounts of snow depending on the snow level. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know we say it a lot, but just in case somebody listening has never heard it before, um, all pineapple expresses are atmospheric rivers, right. but not all atmospheric rivers are pineapple expresses. And pineapple right. expresses vary from a very specific region source. Yeah, and, yeah. and warmer so, or much warmer, yeah. which would tip and typically I would come from the tropics, subtropics or tropics around Hawaii, typically. So. And then whenever those come, I just feel like I'm getting a nice warm Hawaiian rain. That's how I, you know, yes. deal with it. <laughs> Yeah. cleansing that's good <laughs> um, and that's Hawaii what we're gonna feel with sunshine <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know i think t- tomorrow we should be around 50 with a bit of a southerly breeze that, that'll get rid of this cool and dry air and then i think we're, we're gonna really feel it probably starting sunday sunday monday tuesday and maybe wednesday i mean we're gonna have highs I- i've seen in this pattern if, the, if that whole rain band as we saw the rain that the, like the fire hose flipping north and south of us if it lifts north and we go dry at some point on tuesday we could be 63 degrees that could easily happen at the lowest elevations yeah. So we'll just hope we'll hope it doesn't sit in one place for too long coming up here as yeah. we go into next week. So that's all I have for now. Any any last thoughts? No. Just thinking about Jeffy and Ellie and uh mm-hmm. yeah, Katie, send them all your positive thoughts. Yeah, exactly, as they adjust to new parent life. All right. Exciting times. We will yeah. be we will be back if I talk next week. <laughs> we think next Thursday or Friday again, uh, to be determined. But we'll be back next week. I'm sure we'll talk about all the big rain totals. We'll have all sorts of big numbers. But uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Katie and Camilla. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Got lots of work coming up in the next week. We'll see if we yeah, get our first do. alert weather day down here in the Lowlands. So thanks for joining us once again. We'll see so you later. Stop your waiting and hesitating and tell us, please tell us about